some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 66. That was pretty good. I don't even know what happened. Ah, as always, we are here. Scott Johansson, my lovely co-host. I'm Jason Walker for your monthly, bi-weekly dose of garage kits and 3D prints and... Wait. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad you got that bad movie out of the way with the other guy because... Which one? <laughs> uh, whatever one. You... The new one. The new one was okay. The we just uh, for those of you, you know, may not have watched it yet. Go on over. The new episode of uh, Model in a Movie came out a couple days ago, and we talked about last night in Soho. Uh, I've been doing some more unboxing videos, and no, like right now, one just as we're recording, I think one just went live. So, uh, it is Saturday. The what is this? Where are we? The eleventh. The eleventh. Holy crap. This year is going fast. How are you, man? What's new? What's new? Nothing. <sighs> Not nothing is new. I, it's it's been a slow couple weeks. All right. Can we uh not have to redo anything this time? That'd be wonderful <laughs> if we can. Uh... You know, I I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to have an opinion. I know, right? Isn't it weird. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was. I wanted to say thank you. Mr. Johansson for working the phones. I appreciate that. I don't do well on the phone. <laughs> so thank you, sir. Ah, other than that, how are you, sir? All good? I'm great. I'm great. As long as I don't have to deal with man babies, I'm fantastic. So <laughs> what about let's me? just leave Wait, it at that. You're not talking about me, are you? Like No. Okay. All right. I'm I'm a baby. I'm a little baby. Uh everybody, like, subscribe, smash that like button. We are getting close. We are getting so close to our... 801? Our, <laughs> two, I think. Uh, our fabled thousand subscribers. So, uh, speaking of a thousand, I got a thousand views, over a thousand views on that Vampirella unboxing. Hey, you know, I was going to say, that was crazy. And you didn't believe me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. It's like a thousand sixty-seven last I checked, which is to me is strange. So if every single one of those people uh, subscribed to the channel, we'd be doing great. Uh, and what's but, what's bad is I wanted to do that one, and you beat you to it. And beat me to it. So beat you to it. Uh, I just left mine sealed and in the box. Yeah, you don't have to open your stuff. I will. No. Uh, when we get to uh, news and reviews, I'll, I'll talk about the one I did today. So, uh, what else? Anything? Um, before we uh, hit it. <laughs> No, let's hit it. Let's just hit the ground. Let's, let's get hit the this ground running. With. Brings me to Saturday Night Discord. Uh, if you want to join us, we're every most Saturday nights. At least somebody is there hobbying and chatting it up on the Discord channel. So follow the link down below. Uh, also, we have our Teespring and Redbubble sites. If you want to buy a mug or a T-shirt, uh, I got to get going on making some new stuff. But uh, other than that, the long-awaited moment is here, Scott Johansson. It is what this is the last episode. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get a box. Can't reach it. Here he goes. I'm tangled. Hold on. What that bird's nest under your chin? I have a box. I have a box, Mr. Johansson. And in this box, 
is the long fabled Mark Worthling head. You're supposed to add some filler with your voice. That helps. Oh, okay. We love Mark Worthling head. We love Mark Worthling head. It might be brain dead, but it is Mark Worthling head. All right. So when Pestilence Labs issued their Godzilla tribute kit, Mark had Jeff sculpt an extra head that was a likeness of himself. And anybody that got the kid has seen it and knows it looks just like him. Okay. I mean, look, it's got the whole dumb look on his face. So um, <laughs> anyway, um, I think we came up with the idea. I don't know who came up with the idea. It was probably me because I do have all the ideas <laughs> that we should have a contest. Um, and Mark will supply a prize if if I'm correct. Well, he is. Well, now. No, I think. Well, it, well, maybe he will. We're gonna have them judge, but they're definitely gonna judge it. There will be a prize. I think we'll do a first. Then this is what I kind of wanted to work out with you live as we do this. Great. Yeah, because <laughs> we never talk other than the show. So, so we're gonna do a contest, and that who can customize something with the Mark Worthling head the best. In the spirit of our model club contest of modeling and making things and, and doing stuff, for those of you who don't know, we were running a little contest a couple times, four times, three times, something like three. that. Three. And uh, we were doing it in the back room of Wonderfest, and this is going to be along those lines. So take this head and do whatever you want with it, but make it either A, cool, B, funny, C, both. You know, Why do you something both original. the camera off. Do, do something original with it. Now, uh, there's some people that have already done that. I don't want you stealing their ideas because you may have seen them on a couple of the uh, sites out there on the Facebook groups. But you're going to take your Mark Worthling head and do something pretty cool with it. Whatever that. And there's no limits. Whatever you want to do. Um, yeah. but, but we need to do some sort of limits to this. And the first one is time frame. Scott, I was thinking July as a deadline. Does that seem about fair? Sure. Because with Wonderfest coming up, people are probably working on their Wonderfest entries, and I don't want to take away from any of that. So I was thinking maybe people could do it kind of in between that, and then we work on it now, take a break for Wonderfest, and then with our uh, season premiere, which is usually kind of in July, usually, I think that's kind of when we start over. With uh, Do we count these as seasons? I don't know. Dude, is it four years of doing this? No, three. Is this our third year or second year? Second year. I don't know. Do, <laughs> do the math, math teacher. So then we'll be going on our third year. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to have the Worthlings judge uh, for the best. Overall, number one, grand prize winner. We'll figure out what that prize is. Uh, I was thinking we could 3D print some stupid trophy for second and third and do that, but then have some sort of big prize for uh, the overall winner. So the other thing is we got to get these to you. We only have 20 of them and I'm keeping one. So we're taking that one right off the pile. So we have 19 cause I'm entering, but I won't count. Uh, so we have 19 to give away. Uh, do, do you want to enter the contest, Scott? I want to. <laughs> Should I put one aside for you? No, I'll use the one off my Godzilla because there's no way. Okay. I would ruin that kit by putting that head on it. Okay. 
Yeah, I should. No, I'm keeping that in that box. There we go. All right, so send me an email to modelclubtv at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put Mark's contest or head contest so I know right away to put you in there. And then give me your shipping information, and I will send one to you. The only problem is I can't afford to ship these to everybody, so I am going to ask for what do you think is fair for shipping these this little head. I could find more. Uh, if you find a small enough box, you can do that for like five bucks. Yeah, five bucks. Even okay. if it's a few dollars more, you can eat that. Yeah, I can eat that. Yep. You make big money. <laughs> yes, Mr. Auto Worker. So, five bucks, PayPal. I'll send you that email. Send me a, a G. Oh my God, I can't think today. Send me an email, Mark's contest with the head. I'll, I'll send it to you. Send me five bucks via P- PayPal, and we will get this contest rolling. And please, you're not going to do it. Modern don't product. ask for a head yes. because there may be people that really, we may be short heads. Who knows? <laughs> and, uh, hopefully not. Right. Because I can't and, believe 18 people want to look at that thing. Okay. We will make sure. We will make oh, sure. Sorry. But uh, yeah, because if you get ahead and you don't enter, we're going to call you out. Yeah, we'll know that you didn't do it. So please I'm going to talk only- about you like a dog yep. and then we'll have to delete stuff and the only serious modelers, serious inquiries, it's not just for a collector's item. It is to enter the contest. So and if we have extras, I, I don't, we'll send them back to Mark, and he can use them for what he needs to. So that is the head contest, the Pestilence Lab-sponsored head contest. Make it cool. Make it funny. Let's see what we can do as modelers. So we're there. We've, we've had quite a bit of like interest in this, and so I'm glad it's finally happening. Uh. Next, we have the I'm Melting giveaway. I'm melting. You want to you wanna talk it up while I get it out? Sure. It's uh, the I'm Melting uh, bust. <laughs> ah, the special artist proof from Gilman and Tony Gibson. The I'm Melting. That has some UV glow particles in there that you can try out. Uh, that's you, what uh, we're going to go for. Have you done it? No, I didn't try it yet. Okay. So let's spin the wheel of... How many entries do we have? We have... We had enough. Oh, this brings me to... Let me get... Before I switch to that. So if you didn't notice, people had entered when we pulled down the other episode. People had already entered, and I was able to get those names before YouTube deleted all of the comments. So if I missed you... For some reason, I apologize, and we'll just double you up in the next entry that you want, but I'm pretty sure I got everybody from there. Um, but I think it's good. I think we're good. I think everyone's in there that entered, and I am going to have to take Jamie Sy out of it because he won last time. Don't get nothing. I like it. Get nothing and like it. Three, two, one. And the winner is dun, 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 dun. Vincent Simonelli. Yay. Yay. Look at that. Ooh, that's a close one. Yep. All right. Excellent. We're done with that. Vincent, thanks. Congratulations. Vince was one of our um, picnic uh, attenders. Yes. Uh, and thank you for entering. And thank you, Paul Gill, Tony Gibson. We'll have all their information down below as well. On to the next giveaway. And this comes with an email. Should I read the email that goes now? Sure. Or... Yeah, read the email now. 
Or wait till the end. All right, here we go. Uh, this is from Hobby Mike. And let's watch Jason attempt to read again. This ought to be great right Hello, now. Hello, Scott and Jason. I just wanted to send this email to say thank you for all your hard work on the show. In parentheses, it says Jason. Uh, I have been a lurker since almost a year ago, and I always enjoy the shows. I do not comment much, nor do I typically participate in giveaways, but I do watch faithfully. The second reason for this correspondence is I have donated two kits to Scott for you guys to give away. These are two of my exclusive kits that I offer. But before I get into that, since I have been mentioned a few times on the show and names have been completely butchered, I wanted to take a moment to introduce myself. I go on social media media by Hobby Mike. I have been in the Discord a bunch, and I have to say what a nice time it is getting to know all of you guys that regularly, regularly, <laughs> I can't say that word, join there. If anyone has not joined, you really should. Again, Discord's awesome Saturday nights. Uh, we span the country. It's pretty cool. From East Coast all the way out to California. Uh, it's been pretty fun. I own and operate a small home 3D printing business. It's called NY3D Creations. I typically print and sell commercially available STLs in kit form. My business model has always been to make the wonderful stuff that is digitally sculpted available to the garage kit guys at a fair price and a good quality. I have been 3D printing since around 2014 and resin printing since its inception around 2016. I also, uh, in my production line, I offer exclusive kits. I contract sculptors to do for me. Scott has two of them. These kits were sculpted by V3D, Arthur Verg. He has lots of social media under the V3D name if anyone is looking for a fantastic, trustworthy sculptor. The kits I have sent are I Dream of Genie, 1-6 Scale, Barbara Eden, picture here, and a new, uh, That's these are both new releases, and a 1-6 scale Willy Wonka Gene Wilder. Here we go. Uh, these STL are files... Are 1-6 scale? That's what he says. Okay. Oh, the well, picture... The photos... No, no, no. The photos might not be. Okay. The photos not The ones he sent... Because I know he does 1-8. He makes them available in 1-8 and 1-6. But the okay. ones we have and the ones we're giving I, away... I haven't opened the box, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. right See, here. Again, that's why my name is in parentheses up there. So hard work. Yeah. I think the ones he sent me are the ones sent you are one six scale. So uh, these STL files are my own and not available anywhere in the world, nor will they be. So do not ask. Uh, the Willy Wonka was just painted uh, by Jerry Freight on just paint it. And I'm sure he has sent in his photos by now. I think he might have. I think he did a while ago, but I'll put a link to Jerry Freight's. Uh, I'll find the video and put it down below as well. Um, anyway. Thank you again for your time and efforts with the show. I am so glad Scott is back, but I do miss Brian. So I am offering to start a GoFundMe to get Scott another dog so we can possibly get Brian back. If anyone is interested in getting that together, let me know. Uh, feel yeah. free to use this email as the reference for the kits or just delete it all the same. I can delete that part. Uh, keep up the great work and bless you for dealing with Scott for all this time. Hobby Mike, NY3D Creations. Thank you, Hobby Mike. We truly appreciate this. So this is a great giveaway. Two great 1-6 scale kits. 3D printed from New NY3D Creations, New York 3D. Uh, and Hobby Mike. Hobby Mike, pretty knowledgeable guy. If you have any 3D printing questions, he's repaired some stuff for you. He's done some like little helping things. He can probably help you through some stuff. So reach out to him. I'll have all of his information down below as well. And yep. how do we give these away, Scott? What do we want to do? 
Well, what, what I we have think to, uh, obviously we give them away separately. So how about in the comments? If you want the genie, um, put in I Dream of Genie. That's so original of you. I, you know, see, for the Willy Wonka, let's be creative. How about Oompa Loompa's Rule? <laughs> see, that's good. I like that. All right, Oompa's Loompa, Oompa Loompa's Rule. You can't even <laughs> say Willy, it. I can't. Fucking the, I don't know what's going on today. Oompa, 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 extra mumbly. Um, I was watching I Dream of Genie the other day. She was hot. That's what I was just going to say. Dude, I don't think, because, I mean, I watched it as a kid. It was just I Dream of Genie. But watching it as an adult, like, man, she was smoking hot. And I was also watching Green Acres. She was hot, too. What the heck? All right. Yeah, but Jeannie had the right attitude, baby. Mm. Great giveaway. Leave those in the comments down below. Oompa Loompa's Rule and I Dream of Jeannie. You can enter for both. Unless you win something like Vince, you can't, you can't enter. You're out. Uh, I also want to thank... Um, David Horvath, he sent in a darkness bus to give away, and you have another one. Yeah, I have a um, Wolfman base from Resident Realities, John Diaz. Awesome. And we're going to give those away next episode. Next episode, yep. Very cool. So if you think you want those instead of these two, then don't enter these, because mm -hmm. if you win these, you can't enter that one. Mm-hmm. So and we'll keep those hidden for a little while. Anyway. But uh, yeah, they're going to come uh, next week. So, All right, next. on to... Next what? episode, not next, next episode. week. Yeah, whatever. It'll feel like next week, I'm sure. <laughs> you can't tell Scott's really into this one tonight. I can tell. He's just, he's chomping. My dog. Champing. You know what? My dog's oh, in there. Oh, here comes now. more dog sob stories. Go ahead. Okay. What? Well, here's a question. So, I had my dog Hey, your door's open. Did you know that? Yeah, you didn't see it open before? The ghost did it? I, I'm wondering, is that what happened, or is it the dog? No, Buddy did it. Okay. Buddy was in here, and he left. So my dog was spayed Thursday. Yeah, I was a nervous wreck, because that's, you know, me. She's good. You know, she's doing great. She's jumping when she shouldn't be and acting a fool. But, you she know, I love stitch? the. You got to keep the, well, it's all internal stitches. And you got to keep them quiet for 10 days. And it's like, have you seen my dog? Okay, so. Um, How do they go in? What do you mean, how they go in? If it's all internal stitches. Well, they cut her belly. They can put dissolvable stitches that you don't see. You've never seen that done, huh? Aren't there stitches on the outside at all? No. All you see is the cut. You don't see, like, stitches on the outside. Do they turn your dog inside out? I don't understand. Yeah, that's what they do. They turn the dog inside out. How do they stitch on the inside and close it up? You know... That's why they get the big money. Okay. All right. I got to watch this now. I got to go find a YouTube video. <laughs> they don't I don't, like, I don't it's not like taking a sock off where your dog turns inside out and they <laughs> stitch it. And then no, it's not like red socking. You freak. <laughs> okay. For those who want to know what red socking is, it's a term that Jason taught me and <laughs> please go look it up on. Don't go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> on Urban Dictionary, whatever you do. Yeah, you might not want to do that. All right, so I'm glad your dog's okay. My lizard's doing fine, thanks for asking. Yeah, did your lizard get spayed? No, no. See, now, this is, so I say my dog got spayed because for years they say my dog got fixed. 
my dog didn't get fixed because she wasn't broken. Uh, if anything, we broke her. So is this typically, because I remember when we had a cat, it got spayed and neutered. Is oh, that wow. dangerous? Well, you had some animal? kind of hermorphodite if it got both. Or, or whatever. I don't remember what we did. <laughs> spayed or neutered. It was a girl cat, so spayed. And it got spayed. You need to be neutered. Yep. Trust me, I have been many times. <laughs> many times. Hopefully this is the last time. <sighs> yeah. All right. News and reviews. Make your noise. Oh. Oh boy. 67, man. We got to liven it up. Up first from Pestilence Labs. Scott, you want to take this one? Yeah, and I believe I've already uh, reviewed this um, because I do have one. It was originally a uh, Typhon kit. And um, Mark has now got the rights to distribute these here. And uh, it is the creature from the Black Lagoon. And it's the head from the Millicent bus that Typhon did. And um, it was so nicely done that they put some eyes in it and they made a little base and uh, offer it as a bust. It comes with that awesome little uh, print, which is really cool. I'm going to frame mine, actually, because it's just it's kind of cool. It's get a small frame for it. Although I think it's it, it's one of those things that, you know, came from uh, I don't want to say the UK because I'll insult them. Ireland, wow, how appropriate. It's almost St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and they do everything in a metric system. So, like, it's you might have to trim this to fit into a frame oh, you can find oh, here. Sure. You know, so. Or or uh, but, or, uh, but um, it's it. actually it's a beautiful. Uh, I really like this, and I think one of the best things about this is it's fifty bucks. Yes, which is cheaper than I paid, but I got one. For so I think um, <laughs> I think I'm going to be ordering one here in the next week. I really, really like this. It's a nice, simple. You're a creature fan, and mm -hmm. a great little painter's piece. Not much to it, like you said. You get that great print at a great price. Well done. I, I think this is a great kit for what it is. You had anything else? Oh, I agree. <laughs> What's going on today? What's with the indifference today? What's going on? What's going on? Nothing. Something happening? Are you dying again? What's What's going on? Not yet. You didn't get a bad diagnosis? Okay. No, we get a scan. Actually, I have to call. I got to get a scan soon. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Up next. Well, you'll be sorry if I do, right? Throwing your little Raleigh fingers mustache and your horrible beard with that house safe going, man, remember Scott? Yeah. Got the Pestilence Labs coming up. From CG Blade and Pseudoverse Creations. There you go. I, I got it right this time. I keep we both start with P. Uh, from Pseudoverse Creations, he uh, went out of his ways, added a uh, coupon code uh, to get some, some money off. Uh, March 15th through the 22nd uh, over at his Etsy shop. Head over there and enter the code PEARL20 to get a reduced price over on his Pearl kit that he is having printed and sold through Etsy. So if you're interested, great time to get it. Just, I think this might just be for Model Club TV people. So if you have that code PEARL20, I'll put all the information down below. 
and you'll have that's the coupon code get a little discounted price so that uh profile picture looks like she's feeding it a kid <laughs> now i see it's a goose or duck or whatever but it's like it's kind of scary when i first saw it like, what the hell are we doing here cg but <laughs> i see it i, I gotta go and watch this movie still i i need to watch this I like the, the um, what you would call it, the base yeah. in this. Yeah, it'd be a fun really kit to cool. try and print with that water. Yeah. All right. Thank you, CG. March 15th through the 22nd, over to his Etsy shop. Pearl 20 is the coupon code. And CG, real- my main man. Yeah. Uh, from Paul Gill and Gilman Productions. A uh, few things here. And he, I, didn't, I didn't get permission, but I don't care. He can be mad at me after this. After, you know. I'm just trying to help. So he has this Bigfoot kit, Patty, coming out. Uh, he sent me a little preview pic. They're making the base that they're working on for it has the Patterson film still image, which is almost perfect that Mark Van Tyne is sculpting there. And it has the uh, before, we're first cutting it in, and after what the base is going to be looking like. So I really like what he's doing with this. Uh, the top secret black files uh, for the Bigfoot, the Patty coming from Gilman Productions. And then also in the top secret black files, an alien kit, an alien gray sculpted by Michael white. And you can tell all brand new sculpt here. I really like if you, it, and the cool thing I think about this is aliens. And I said this in last time we showed it, you can paint this any way you want. You could do so many cool, uh, interesting, uh, paint schemes for this. You could come up. It doesn't have to be a simple gray alien. You could do pretty much anything with this. And well, I, if it's a gray alien, though, you want it to be gray, right? Yeah, but if it's just called alien, that's de- but that's your typical gray look. Um, okay. But you can do anything. You don't have to stick to that. I think it's a great, just simple little alien bust to do some interesting paint on. So uh, looking forward to seeing that come out. So good job, Paul. And Michael White. And Mark Van Tine. And Mark Van Tine. Up next, from Monstrous Masterpieces got a cyclops coming out uh i really like this too he's got some great stuff so head on over to uh monstrous massive pieces adam chat i think i always murder his name too um great cool little monster kind of on the cartoony side which is kind of cool too um i like it you don't see many when you do see a cyclops i can only think of the casey love one that's not a Harryhausen Cyclops. Like you don't see many just fantasy Cyclopses in Garage Kit Land. Oof. What did you do? My dog is very gassy. <laughs> oh my god. Also for oh. monstrous masterpieces, this dwarf kit, pretty typical uh axes, heavy armor. I'm not sure what the size is on this. We'll have to, I'll have to go back and look, but I really like this. A lot of character to it. Got what you think. I like it, too. I do. You should braid your beard. I was just talking to Sh- <laughs> Shanna Worthy about that. She was Shanna doing some, she Yeah, she was braiding some stuff. I'm like, I, want, I need to learn how to braid. And she's like, for what? I'm like, my beard. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, great job, Monstrous Masterpieces. Up next, our buddy Well Winner got some interesting stuff. Uh, Hong Kong Fooey. And Spot. Scott, talk us through all your cartoon Wonderland stuff. Well, this is a uh, his second 
um, venture in the Hong Kong Fui. And this one uh, has spots. So Hong Kong Fui, you dive into the bottom of that file cabinet. You come shooting out the top. And sometimes you couldn't get out. The spot would have to hit the cabinet, I think, to open the drawer. And he'd come out. Um, all Kung Fu. So this is the uh, file cabinet, the little broom. And Hong Kong there and his uh, gi and spot. Uh, I like it. I used to watch this like show it. a lot. So it's cool to see something finally. <laughs> I used to watch that he's done. Yep. And, and then, then next, the next one. Yeah. Yeah, we've been monitoring the space cadets as he did the characters, which I never watched them, so I'm not familiar with them. But I guess now there's a base you can get with it. And I don't know. If I'm I'm thinking those are the bad guys. Yeah. At least the one with the big orange. Uh... <laughs> the big orange beard and the other guy's got a big orange mustache. Yeah. I, the car- and, the uh, Like, if you look at that profile where you can see the back, I'll put the picture here. Yeah. That's a nice, big, solid. He's, there's a lot of character in that figure. I like that. And then we have um, the Galaxy Trio. What's this? I so I'm And so this is later. Uh, Hanna Barbera stuff. It's like I. It's foggy. Like I, I recognize it, seeing it at some point. Yeah, and I didn't recognize it. I had to go look it up too. Um, but again, look at the awesomeness of the uh, sculpt. And I just like the uh, like the water guy. I guess is that you know, get some translucent resin and uh, yeah, there's some a couple interesting of those stuff pieces in that. Um, it'll really look good. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, Galaxy Trio. That's my guy. Well, well, winner. All right. From Jaeger yeah. Army and Jeff Jaeger. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Sculpted by Jeff Jaeger. People don't know. Yeah. Uh, we have Herman Munster. You're so on it today. And, you just, uh, did you just wake up? No, I haven't had a nap today. That's probably uh, the okay. problem. So right. we have Herman Munster, which normally I wouldn't want a Herman Munster. Not that I didn't like the monsters. It's just, eh, you know, it's Herman Munster. But um, I really like this piece. And they went all out, and they did the staircase with, again, another spot. We have two spot kits. <laughs> this Spot dose. So there's spot under the uh, stairs and Herman. That's a very good likeness. And, uh, yeah, I really like it. And I think it would be cool if you wanted to. To, uh, here you go. Here's another million dollar idea. You ready? Oh, here we go. Okay. You ready, Mark Worthling? Troy Nayart? Uh, <laughs> cast the spot and clear so that you can light them up. So you could light up the eyes. Cause remember you'd see spot under the stairs and you'd see just the eyes lit yeah. up and, uh, fire coming out so um there you go but yeah that that's just a really really nice piece if I, and, I'm, and i think i wonder if i'm the only one my only thing is that i i'm not a fan of the stuck on arms still same with the phantasm um i don't know oh, but there's a shot here you could leave the arm yeah off that's why i think i i like it better without the arm i like it better without the arm uh, but that's just me. But I, the likeness is amazing. Like that is that's Herman once, really good. I can't think of a better one. No, All right, really, there haven't been a lot of resin monsters kits done. No, 
I mean, you got the plastic ones, right? There's those. There, I can. Yeah, run, there was think... an old Phantom one that had Herman in the racing outfit. Yeah. It was actually well done. I think there's uh, a Flintstone head, Herman Munster head, floating around in his bins when he has all those heads. But I'm trying to think of, did Dice Man do some Munster stuff? Somebody. Yeah, somebody. Al, somebody like maybe in the Rivera. old days, yes, or Al Raboiro. Um Somebody did. Yeah. Um, that's where my brain goes. All right. Uh, these, so Wonderfest is quickly approaching and I'm trying to get my print list, uh, for what I want to try and, uh, bring to sell at Wonderfest. And I think these two are two of the ones I'm going to bring and They're both from CA, uh, 3d studios. And I think I'm going to have a few of these at Wonderfest for sale. I think I'll do them one six scale. And I, I think they're really good. They're really nice representations of those characters. They're slightly the Catwoman's slightly cartoony, but not almost anime. And it's just simple. And I like how they're both just, they have this nice, simple vertical pose to them. Uh, and the Green mm-hmm. Lantern, same. You could do some cool stuff with some clear resin with that. Yeah. If I could figure that out. But And you could see. sand down that emblem so it's a normal. <laughs> Scott's pet peeve is hobby yeah, pet peeve. Pet peeve with that. But actually, I like that Green Lantern. I did like that one. So, all right. Did you get it? Uh, did you get anything in the mail? I well, I have a Man Thing bust right here. Cool. Which um, is an old Mark Mantine um, sculpt. And after talking with Mark in the last episode, I, I, uh, oh Paul, hey, I want to get one of those Man Thing sculpts. So we'll find a picture of it. But it's in here. Wait, you don't want to open the box? Is that? Was that what's happening? Well, no, I just kind of got to it, and I don't want to waste time. You know, <laughs> I waste enough time with you. So um, Scott's so into this today. I can tell. Yeah. I did get something cool, though. What'd you get? Something that we seldom put on here. Okay. Ready for this one? Wait, what's the top say? You're cutting off the top. The Playboy interviews with John Lennon and Yoko Ono. I'm sure that's a great read. Well. Lennon's song-by-song analysis of his music. So I think he goes through his Beatles catalog song-by-song in here. And, you know, which ones he wrote, how much of it he wrote, blah, 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 blah. So um, I've kind of wanted this book for a long time, and Joanne and I got on the subject of this the other day, and I said, you know, I'm going to get that. So I found it on Amazon used. But, I mean, look, the condition's really nice. So another book just stuck in the shelf that, like most <laughs> movies, I won't read. Um, but, yeah, so I got that. Well, let's do dueling books. Paul Gill sent me a book. <laughs> the Creature. Personal Experiences with Bigfoot. That's a bunch of Bigfoot stories. Man, look at that. Third printing, too, huh? Third printing. <laughs> wow. Did I tell you? Hold on. I want to show yeah. you something. Well, I wanted to thank my friend Paul. Because, you know. As you may or may not know, I'm not exactly a Bigfoot believer. Okay. but so, well, You know, my, there's lots of those. There's lots of those people out there. So my friend Paul, you know, sends me stuff on Facebook all the time. And this is what shows up <laughs> on my Facebook. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, what is this for the, for the audio listeners? <laughs> so it's a, uh, just a, a Facebook following your algorithm saying. Hey, why don't you connect with other people that like Bigfoot? 
And I'm like, yeah, why don't I? <laughs> so thanks, Paul. And paybacks are a bitch. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, you know, but the wild farm animal orgies are on the way to Paul's <laughs> algorithms. All right. I'm just. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Nice. nice. Uh, I got three things in the mail this week. I'll start with the easiest. Uh, wow. This. This is the Seinfeld kit. Man, and you were eyeballing mine. I was eyeballing yours. So I got this from Jamie Sai off of his new 3D prints and garage kits uh, Facebook group, which we want everyone who watches this show to uh, go over there and join. And we'll have the information down below. It's a great group. Uh, I think it's a great bridge group between the two things for 3D printing and garage kits. And I said this in the unboxing video that I did of this kit. Uh, Jamie Sai is one of the most down to earth, smartest guys when it comes to 3D printing. And he's very, hel- if it weren't for him, Scott and I probably would have killed each other and smashed our printers. And he walked us through. And I think if you're ever heavy, if you're, if you're interested in getting into it, it's a great group to join because if you have a question, if Jamie can't answer it, 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 it probably shouldn't be answered. Like he'll figure it out. He's walked us through many problems. It's a great place for help, I think, and to get started in 3D printing. And it kind of leads into what today's topic is. But um, please join that group, 3D Prints and Garage Kits, over on yeah. Facebook. A lot of cool stuff happening already. But he had put this Very up open for group. sale. Yeah. No restrictions, no drama. Um, I, but he, he won't let me moderate. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I didn't add. Uh, but he put this up for sale. And it has the Jamie Sai smell, which is awesome. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we think it came from Village Comics, correct? Is where originally where it came from? Yeah, and I don't know who sculpted it. So if you know who did it, leave it in the comments down below or in the other in the unboxing video. Um, I'll put a link up to that one as well. Uh, but kit that I've always kind of wanted and then just was like, oh, I'll get it someday. And then it just never happened. Uh, the other one that came in the mail that I did the unboxing for was the Phantasm from Shadow Creations. So I want to just real quick pop that out so people can see in case you didn't see the unboxing. I Hands down, the best tall man kit ever. I Like, it's so good. It's so freaking good. Sculpted by Jeff Yeager. Um, I, I love this. And I can't, I'm actually very excited to paint that one of these days. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting Scott-itis. Also, uh, you also got the Vampirella. Got the Vampirella as well. There's unboxing for that, and this came today. You got bought the ninety dollar fly kit. It wasn't ninety dollars. Whatever. It was like sixty something. Six. It was a little expensive, but I just did an unboxing video on this today. It went live just a little while ago. So if you're watching this now, you probably could have seen that already. I is this new that they're flip tops? Yeah, that's new. So it didn't come, and this, and this is one of my things I mentioned in the video. It did not come shrink wrapped. It just had a little piece of tape right there. So for people who are collectors of boxes and things, you're going to have to be ultra careful because there is no plastic on this cardboard when it came. And I think it helps the environment a little bit. I think it's a really nice box. Artwork's great. Um, but go ahead and watch the unboxing to see. Uh, sculpted by? Our good friend Michael Bergman. I, I knew he had a hand in that. <laughs> Wait, did he? 
on the fly? I thought he did. Didn't Michael Berglund do the fly in the conga? Yes. But he, yeah. Parts of it? Some, yeah. I yes. think it's a Michael. Yes. That's what I think. If we're wrong, sorry. We're never, you know, we could be wrong once in a while. You know, it's okay. So yeah. that's what I got. Lots of stuff came in the mail. And I think we're good. Sometimes we're right, but we deleted it anyway. <laughs> All right. On to. Yeah, no bad feelings. Yeah. On to the workbench. Scott, we'll, we'll keep it quick. You worked on anything? No, I have not. Okay. Um, as mentioned in a model and movie, I've been doing printing for Mark Worthling of the fairies from hell. Yeah. How's that coming? Going? It's coming along. I'm sure glad I pawned that job off of you. <laughs> it's coming along. I have quite a few. I have all the little fairies done, but the wings came off. And I, we talked about this on the other show. If, if uh, you buy this kit, you're a modeler. You might have to put the wings back on. And the big fairies are coming out okay. I've repaired a couple with some resin, and but those I'm about halfway through pulling those off the support. So it's almost there. And then he's sending me the rest of that. As far as building and painting... Uh, more on my blood bowl dugouts talked about this on the show too. I got the doors working, opening and working on that. And I'm doing a couple other painting jobs and more of that's on the, uh, model and movies page video. Huh. So to print that thing, I ask you to No. I love how you, uh, promise people things and then give me the work. You know, I love how I do that too. <laughs> this guy. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that for you. Hey, Jason, can you do this? <laughs> All right. On to today's topic. And we don't have a guest. We wanted to kind of keep this episode light. It's been uh, an interesting couple weeks here around Model Club TV. So we wanted to just kind of, and this, again, it feels like we just did this. It's getting, you know, anyway. So, oh, yeah. but we wanted, we, I know we've had, we have new people and we, this is a garage kit po uh, podcast first and foremost, 3d printing has come in and kind of taken over. I think both of our time more than actual garage kits at this point, but garage kits is still our focus. And someone might have no idea what a garage kit is when we say that. And I wanted to do just a quick, just like a primer on supplies and things that you might need get started in building figure models and 3d prints of figure models. Cause it kind of, there is some overlap there. And the other impetus to this was Brian Clark asked me about Dremel tools cause he didn't have one and like best brands and, and things like that. So I want to talk just about your, your, we could just kind of go back and forth. I made a list. I'm sure you did no prep for this. So it's going to be all straight from your brain. Um, like most of it is. And just go through what do you need to do? How do you get started in garage kits and building figure models? And if anyone well, you, has, you get a lot of shelf space. Oh, that's on my list, actually. <laughs> okay. Um. So if anyone, you know, in the comments below, have some tips, things that like that you've learned along the way, of of helping your hobby journey in garage kits, leave that comment below, and we'll you know we'll use this episode as a kind of hey go here to find out stuff you need so that being said scott what do you think if you were going to start garage kits what's your first thing you would get or something you think you should need you know 
the first thing I would recommend, and even though they're a little dated now, is David Fisher's DVDs, especially the first three. I think they come, the first three are on the first DVD, and the second four and five are on the second DVD. So there's two DVDs out. You can put the info here. I mean, get them over an AFM site. We'll link you to them, too. Model Mania. And Dave really covers the basics of what you need. Now, again, some of it's dated. Um, And at the time, Dave had sponsors for various airbrushes and stuff. So, you know, you, you don't necessarily need the airbrush he uses in those. Um, some of the products I'm not sure they even make anymore, like balsa foam and um, yeah, I know Jill Bello and foam episode, but anyway, um, you know, balsa What's foam that from like our second episode. Is that let's time out for a second? So, you what? promised that video on our second or third episode hey, or you something? Know what? Like, I've got what? kits I haven't built longer okay. than that, right. so get over it. All right, all right, so um. One of the things I would recommend is that video just simply because Dave does give a nice basic, you know, get yourself some this kind of brushes and this kind of brushes and, and, you know, stuff like that. So there's a lot of good information in those um, DVDs. And I think another, there are tons of on YouTube these days, because you got to think back, those were released what year? Like 95. Yeah. Something like, yeah. (laughs) And think back to 1995, what was available video wise in, mm-hmm. in, in watching anyone paint a model, but now YouTube millions and millions of videos of that sort of thing. And you get the gallery at the end of Dave's, um, with the porn music. <laughs> so I, I think, I think you're right. That is a great place to start. They may be hard to track down if they're still not selling. I pretty sure they're selling them right no he still sells the dvds yeah so he has the dvds if you want to check those out uh we'll put all that information up down below um but that goes along with check out afm as well kind of see what's out there go there was a sale recently Mm -hmm. terry's got back issues you can pick up some of those and just thumb through them amazing figure modelers a great magazine uh you can find back issues of things like kit builders um modelers resource at, at shows you go to or even on ebay and there's some, it, as things might be dated, I think that is a great place to start. Like you said, the videos, uh, some magazines, just to kind of say, hey, here's what there is. There's a lot of people when they say garage kits, what is that? What kind of stuff is there? So it's a great way to kind of see what is out there. Well, and it's not just for garage kits. At that point, any figure painting, mm-hmm. you know, and again, now there's YouTube. And, and I will say, there's more than one way to skin a cat, so to speak. And it, it, it's I, so it's. Have you ever skinned a cat before? No, but you probably have because you're a freak. Okay. But anyway, um, you know, there's, and over the years, different techniques have come out that work better. Again, always the technique that works the best for you. Okay. Light to dark, dark to light, um, airbrush. No airbrush, you know, it, it's whatever works for you. Okay. So my first suggestion would be buy some stuff. And, you know, you mentioned Jimmy Flintstone earlier. And Jimmy makes a lot of cheap busts and stuff that, you know, that's the kind of thing you buy and practice on, you know. Um, right. And 
and along with what you're saying, if you're if you're a 3D printer and you're starting to get into this because you're a 3D printer, you don't need to go to Jimmy Flintstone anymore. You can print yeah. 10 of the exact same bust for mm-hmm. a fraction of the cost and just practice on that. I, and that's, I, I think, is a great kind of mixing these two things together. I think that is a great thing that has happened that's kind of taken some of that cost out of it for painters and for hobbyists to try new things and not worry. If you screw something up, throw it away, get it and print another one. Like it's, it's a couple bucks, especially mm. if it's some small bust or something. That's a great way to practice. I think that's a good idea. I'm going to go down my list. I'm going to start with my first thing, sanding pads, sandpaper. Um, when it comes to sanding a resin kit or even a resin print from 3d printing, I, I think I started wrong and it's something I've kind of learned along the way is sandpaper is not the best thing for hobby sanding. Um, it, it can tear up your surface if you use the wrong kind of sandpaper. Um, I'm sure there's people that'll disagree with me. Oh, sandpaper is fine, which it is, but there's so many better things out there. And one of the things that I found along the way is tester sanding film is great for sanding plastic, especially, uh, and resin. Uh, and I've kind of moved on from the sanding film because I found something I really, really like, and it's these things from Japan and they're called, and I showed, I think I got them at Wonderfest last year from the tool guy. Who's that guy that's always there with like the, the, like two tables of tools. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That so, but these are from a company called God hand tool company out of Japan. And they are these, and they come in different grits and I can show you the back. This is the 240. And they come in packs, and I think it was 10 bucks a pack. They're expensive, but far a million times better than straight-up sandpaper. They have this kind of cool foam backing to them. You can kind of bend them. They haven't cracked. They haven't chipped. They haven't ripped. Um, you can kind of clean them off if you need to. You can shape them into a way that you need to shape them. If you, want, you can cut them. Like if you're trying to get into a corner, you could cut it into a triangle shape to try and reach into a corner to get with it. Uh, but they have, this is a 10,000 grit that I use on plastic once in a while. But these mm-hmm. sanding pads from God Hand I, are a godsend. And I really think they, they changed. I probably, I picked them up last year at Wonderfest and they've really changed the way I do a lot of plastic sanding and far better than straight up sandpaper. I'm going to teach you something, youngster. Okay, okay. teach me, sir. You used to have two kinds of erasers when you were in school. You had that pink eraser that we all had. But sometimes guys would show up with those tan ones. Okay. The gummy racers. Gummy racers. Right. Okay. You're teaching me and I know the name of it. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. Because you're the art teacher. Finally, something you know. But did you know that you can take one of those gummy racers to that sandpaper and it'll clean it off? No, I didn't know that. Okay, try it. Often, so like, if you have a belt sander, yeah, like I do, you know, and you sand I, something, yeah, and, have, yeah, and, yeah, that, yeah. and the belt gets full of it, and they actually sell them at Menards, and they sell big honking ones like this big, and you take that and you just mash it into your belt sander while it's running, and all that shit comes out, you know. And it, you're not talking about the stretchy eraser. You're talking about the gum. No, I'm it's talking the, the gum. It's like a tan color. Yeah, the tan ones that like chip really yes. easy. That, I used, yeah. My OCD, used to yes. just, I used to just chip those apart with my fingers. Like yeah, of course you did. You probably <laughs> ate them too and smelled them and all that. No, I eat glue. But anyway, um, so that 
might clean stuff like that off too. I'll have to give that a try. I, I definitely will. And, and while we're on sandpaper, this is another tool that I found that I really, I, it helps. It, it kind of changed the way I do a couple things too. And this is from FlexFile and it's this brace. And if you squeeze it, this part comes off, right? And it is, oh, there's two little. Here, here it goes into Jason's eye. I know, watch. All right. So there's two little nails in there. Well, not nails, but they look like nails. And this, they sell these strips, okay? And they have, and these are the basic same stuff as sanding film. So you have your super fine all the way up to really coarse. And you just kind of click this in here, squeeze it. And it lets you, like, get when you, the best thing I found for this is, like, if you put an arm and you have a joint that's an arm and you have to get kind of underneath, like, a joint kind of by an armpit that's kind of hard to reach, this thing you can kind of unhook and cook, hook in weird spots to get underneath and sand out a seam really well. And this is from FlexFile. And I think this is one of those ancillary tools that I think changed the way I do some things. And I highly recommend this. I forget the actual name of it though. But FlexFile. FlexFile. You'll find it. They sell it. I think it, all this stuff, this is available at Hobbytown. This is available. These sanding pad strips are available at Hobbytown USA. Um, if you have one of those in your area, I, I think it depends on your, because they're independently operated and what they order. So you could always have them order it. I know they're on Amazon, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, sanding stuff. The other thing is a sanding block. Uh, like the finishing sanding block, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. For trim. I think those are great, especially for 3D printing. If you have a base and you have the little uh, support spots and you just kind of rub it on top of there to try and keep it straight. Sanding block, I think, is a is a definite must for 3D printing uh, to help with getting some of that removed. All right, Scott, what do you got next? Well, I want to go, uh, for those that don't know about sandpaper, <laughs> just so you know, the lower the number, the coarser the grit. Okay, so when you get into sandpapers, like I've got some sandpapers, like 1,700. Okay. I just, this is 10,000. Yeah. and. If you wet sand with those, man, you'll get a nice shiny yeah, finish. Yeah, this thing makes this is awesome to use. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so so. Everyone knows the higher the number, the finer the sandpaper. Yeah, so just if just you didn't know. All right, what's next? What's next on our list? You think? Well, I'll say it's probably on your list. Get some good brushes. That was next on my list. Okay, so don't get those testers bullshit brushes and hopefully i'm not talking to anybody here that still uses those if you're using the tester's square flat top like brushes, come on <laughs> yeah get out just unsubscribe and get out no <laughs> it's like the, the kind that come with like the watercolor yeah. cheap and you don't have stuff. to buy model kit brushes well okay i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree a little bit well, you can I, if you... I think there's two sides to the paint brushes I think everyone should go and get at least two sable brushes. Okay. And a sable brush, uh, Windsor Newton makes some artist yep. Opus makes some, there's tons of different it's wins. If you want the ones from Windsor Newton, they're called Windsor Newton series seven. And they are made out of sable. Sable's a kind of animal. If you don't know, and they held, they hold paint longer and they, so the way a paintbrush works, and this is kind of, this is where like one of those things I've learned along the way 
that let me see if I have one that I so going from something like this, and I'm gonna hold the like this tiny brush, right? People that I used to always think this is the brush you want for for detail. And sometimes it is, but most of the time it actually isn't. Because what a brush does is when you have a brush, the tip of that brush is what's doing the painting, especially for detailing. The rest of the brush is storing the rest of the paint that's going to be painted on. So if you're using a tiny brush like this, it's still the same. The point of this Winsor Newton Series 7, depending on which one you buy, the point of this brush still equals the same as this tiny, tiny brush. But there's nothing in this brush that's holding paint. So you're constantly dipping it back and forth and it's drying on the brush. Whereas with this, you still get the same point and detail level, but you have the ability to paint longer with, before dipping it back in. So Winsor Newton Series 7, I highly recommend, and, and it doesn't have to be Winsor Newton, it could be any sable brush. Get two really good ones. So like size... So what do you say? Do you want ones, zeros? This is a size one. I would say a size one and a, sign, a size triple zero are the ones that I kind of have. And then they kind of will do all my workhorse like okay. for me. So, so let me ask you this, because yeah. I'm not, you know, obviously a painter. <laughs> when you dip those brushes in paint, you kind of just want to dip the brush part in the paint if you can. So we could go over okay. my elementary school lesson if you want, which this is kind of how I teach my kids at school. You don't want to get, and I, I make this, trust me, I'm not good at this. You try, want to do your best to not get any paint into, into there. Cause what happens is eventually that ruins the brush paint dries in there. You can't get it out. And eventually your bristles start to break and come out. Um, so you want to keep paint kind of on the tip and let it kind of soak into the brush. You don't want to gum up the whole brush. Now, that being said, I'm terrible at it. And sometimes I'm scooping paint out with the brush and using it. And that brings me to my next point. Get yourself three really good brushes and then buy a bunch of bad brushes. And I'm not talking the testers one like you meant, but like just brushes that are either synthetic or brushes from like Army Painter or Games Workshop or something that's not going to cost you a ton that you can use to dip in and mix paint. Like I'll never mix paint with those, those sable brushes. I'll mix with a different brush and then use the sable brush to do the actual painting. So that hey, way those you... testers ones are great for that. Right. Actually. Exactly. And or you can buy a pack of those watercolor brushes for like a dollar that you'll get 10 of. And, and I, I was just going to say, keep get. And I wrote this down. I wrote down uh, paintbrushes, sable paintbrushes, garbage, get yourself a pack of those garbage paintbrushes that sometimes you just need to mix paint or do something. And you can throw them away after a while. Um, I have paintbrushes that, you know, the bigger ones like this that you're doing a lot of your like base coating with, it really doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you're using. So I'll use, I really like, again, army painter makes some good. Uh, I like their chonky kind of handles. They're kind of in the rectangle. Yeah, okay. I wonder if that's a real word. <laughs> they, I can hold them better with my old hands. Um, some of your, and, and pay attention to what a brush is for. Sometimes they'll say, Hey, this is a scenery brush or, and that's what this one actually is. So this has really kind of coarse bristles. And this is from army painter for doing big scenery. Cause you, again, you don't want to use your expensive brushes to be painting your foam and doing all your scenery stuff on mm -hmm. there. Cause it's going to tear them up. Dry brushing is a whole new thing. In the last couple of years, dry brushes have come out. 
and a dry when you're dry brushing, it will destroy your paintbrush eventually. It en- it turns it to garbage. Not so, in the last couple of years. They've been out for a long time. Well, they've they've made a. Uh, I know Jesse has a set. Jesse has wow. a set for sale. Other companies like Artist Opus have it, and they kind of got you know they're kind of they're more like makeup brushes. You know, and, and that's a bigger one. Yeah, Micromark used to have a set. Yep, I got one that goes all the way down to like that. Yeah, Micromark had the set that went small like that too. And these are so. great. I, instead of using a regular brush, these check out Jesse's brushes. They're you know we'll put a link to those as well. Um, and Artist Opus, there's a lot of dry brush companies now, but I would specifically look at what it's for and use it for what it's for. Um, there's stippling brushes. There's base coating brushes. I like to have. I use this brush. It's this long, stupid brush with this super flat tip. I use this for erasing, and I will just dip it into either water or alcohol. Like if I'm painting a seam line, like where there's clothes next to skin, and I can use this and just kind of go right up on the edge to kind of erase paint that might still be wet and then clean it out. And that's the only thing I use this brush for so that I keep that edge nice and sharp. But and everyone's brushes. favorite brush is going to be different. And everybody's going to use agree. the brushes. And it took me, I don't know, all this time to kind of figure out what I really like and what works for me. And it's a lot of experimentation. It's, it, it is, I like thicker handle brushes too. I'm going to start buying those like grips because it just feels better in my hand at this point. Um, so paintbrushes. Anything else on paintbrushes? Also, oh, the other ones that do great are those dollar paintbrushes from Home Depot. That you just throw away with like the hog hair, you know what I'm talking. Like, one of these, just the one metal? of these that come. Like oh. if I have to do like okay. crazy washes on scenery, and I don't care what happens to it, go get a handful of these from Home Depot to kind of tap around on big bases and stuff, so you don't have to worry about using expensive brushes for that sort of thing. What do you got next? Let's see if our lists match. I would say so. You need some kind of putty or various putties, right? Correct. What do, Scott, what do we use there. putty for? For people, for our 3D print guys, they might say, well, how do you hide this scene? And that's what the buddies are for. The, the putties you mix, they're two-part, um, A and a B, and you mix them. They're usually smoothable with water for a certain amount of time. And they have different properties. A lot of guys love the Aves epoxy sculpt. I just went and grabbed all okay. my putties. So you have different putties, as you can see, Jason has some there. Um, you have Aves epoxy sculpt, which is very popular. Um Comes in different sizes. You don't have to buy the 55-gallon drum like Jason has. No. <laughs> so, Ape makes a lot of products, actually. So, even yeah, each one of these is one pound, but it's, mm-hmm. you know. And, and Ape's makes no, two a pounds. lot. So, this is actually yeah. four pounds of putty in the Yeah. I was going to say, that's pretty. The, the magic scope you have there yeah. is, two, is one pound. So. Yep. Or, no, these are eight ounces. These are eight okay. ounces. Okay. So, but Ape's makes a lot of products. That you can also use beyond this mm-hmm. magic sculpt okay but magic sculpt really nice smooths with water now my own personal what i have found with magic sculpt is once you first mix it it's very tacky not magic sculpt i'm sorry epoxy sculpt epoxy sculpt yep when you first mix it and once you have it um mixed it's very tacky for the first 10 minutes yep and I actually just drop it into a thing of water. And um, then after 10 minutes, it's a lot easier to use. And okay. the other thing to go along with this is the safety solvent that they sell. 
It's mm-hmm. a must buy in my opinion. It works a lot better than straight water. It it okay. it kind of it it doesn't deteriorate. I think with the water, when you do it with water, it kind of starts to break apart the putty a little bit. The safety solvent works a little better than water. My only problem is I've used it so much. I think I'm having like sensitivity issues to it, even though it's called safety solvent. Um, But you're right. Water works just as well. I mean, if you don't have it or don't want to buy it. And you don't have to measure this stuff out perfect. No. Okay. You grab out a little little bit. They're both about the same size and you mix them up and. Yeah, that's the good thing about it is you don't have to be perfect with your mixing because there are some epoxies where you have to measure it out. And if it's not perfect, it won't cure this. You can get close. You'll notice with the uh, the B, the part B, I'll get the it turns kind of yellow. It's still good when it, when that happens, just kind of work it in and mix it up. But epoxy you can microwave still, it too if it gets too hard. You know? Yeah. Um, and made from, you know, a great company, an American company here uh, out of Wisconsin uh abe's epoxy sculpt they've been around a long time they do have epoxy paste and some other products as well that are great for certain things and i this is a great place to start i've been if you get aaron on the phone you tell her that scott sent you and jason me too i want want she don't know you she remembers me um okay the other one is magic sculpt i use this too this i think well people are i'm trying to explain how this the difference for me this is more like a pickup truck. Like, and this is more of like finesse, if that makes sense. Like for me, this smooths out a little easier. It's a little mm-hmm. softer. Like if you have a hard, like you're trying to like hold something together, that's the stuff like, like for big gaps, this is more for, if I need to get a real fine seam figured out, this I can blend in. I feel like a little better, a little easier with water. So both of them have their places for me. It's not like one or the other. I use both for a lot of things. The other putties that I've recently kind of been using more too is this Vallejo makes a plastic putty that comes in a tube. And it's almost like it's made out of acrylic paint stuff, if that makes sense. Because uh, it will just kind of peel up like plastic, which I don't like. But if you're trying to hide a seam, you can kind of squeeze this into that real tiny seam and then brush over it with some water and it hides a little bit. Another putty that I really like is from Citadel. It's called Liquid Green Stuff. And it's really soft. It's almost like a paste, like kind of goopy. I don't know how to explain it. Um, It's water-based. It cleans up just on your brush. And if you're trying to hide a little seam on a plastic model, this stuff works really well. You can sand it after it dries. Um, Really easy, quick. Like if you have to fill in uh, pinholes, this is great. Same with this for pinholes, but I think this works a little better for pinholes and for uh, 3D print when you're pulling the supports off and there's like a hole left behind. Another putty that a lot of people use is green stuff, and it's the two-part ribbon. And for me, this is it's it kind of ha- it's more for sculpting parts than than uh, anything else. I don't think this is great for hiding seams at all. I, I mm-hmm. think you, you're better off with some of the other options. But I think this is like, if you have to make a rivet or something, this kind of holds together better than like Aves or uh, Magic Sculpt. Here's some of the other ones we were talking about. Epoxy Clay from Aves, which has a little bit different properties. And then you can also get Fix It, which is 
like that. And you can also get, this is the epoxy sculpt. Like you can get a small tray of that small. Again, I mentioned Dave's videos. I think it's the third one where he reposes a vinyl kit and he uses actual plumber's putty. He uses plumber's putty. He also, can we talk about they, the squadron putty? He used to use, he's a big squadron putty guy way back when. And there are some people who still use that for uh, pinholes and stuff too. Yeah. Squadron putty is great for that, except that stuff's toxic. And it goes back to one of my days. I used, like Dave, used to use my fingers to smooth it and blend it. And then mm -hmm. at one point, my hands started going numb. And I could feel like for, it would last for hours. And I'm like, okay, I'm not touching that anymore. So yeah, squadron putties out there. This is epoxy paste from AVs that's good for connecting things or good for kind of. Yeah, you should put some on your fingers. I should. But I used epoxy paste. I bought a big thing of it to fix a crack in my basement wall. Uh, to around a pipe that was coming in to kind of plug it up and it works great. It worked great for that. So putties, there's all different kinds of putties. It's definitely something to check out. Milliput, Tamaya makes Milliput, a putty. Tamaya makes a, yes. Yep. But it's something definitely you have to have when in your kit of things in garage kit land. Uh, I would say some files, some small needle files, a small little set of files is a great thing to have. I didn't have them for a long time. I was trying to rely on sandpaper. But sometimes, like, like especially in hair, if you have to rescribe in some hair or get in a, a seam line in like in, <laughs> in, in hair and get it get it gone. I'd like to file your head. <laughs> Let's go on a Dremel tool. Well, I was gonna say from files is a nice segue into a Dremel tool like, or we're rotary. In this, look at us, two two smart guys. So Dremel rotary tool. Scott, suggestion on a Dremel tool. I have both. I have a plug-in and I have a um, cordless and they both have their pros and cons. The cordless is awesome because it sits there. You don't have to plug it in. You need it quick. You grab it. Most of them have lithium ion batteries. Notice that sound effect there. <laughs> um, most of them have lithium ion batteries. which mean, they last a long time. Do you have the one that looks like a gun? It's like a pistol grip. You know what I'm talking about? There's a Dremel like pistol. It's like a smaller. I'll find a picture and show you. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I do or not. So anyway, I actually have two cordless Dremels. I keep one in my garage because sometimes I need it to whatever, to grind a nail down or something like that. So a cordless Dremel is a very handy tool. Now, if you've got some big old chunk or resin from the grave and you're going to be hogging out a big piece. Then you by by all means, you need a a corded one to just go at it. But I think really you could get by with a cordless. It's just you need two batteries. Always have one in the charger. So when the yeah. one goes out, pop it off, put the other one on, and you're good to go. The reason um, I asked about the pistol grip one is because I had it's called it was like a st Dremel stylus or Dremel. I forget what the name for it was. It was kind of one of the first cordless ones they made, and it just did not keep a charge. And I just ended up garbage, like throwing it away. It just didn't work. I think they've improved since then. And the they also have for the corded ones. I think they have that thing that you put on the end and put little small things and use it almost like a called a flex shaft. Yes. Called the flex shaft. Uh, I've not gotten one of those, but I kind of want to get one of those because I have my Dremel hanging on a hook and it'd be nice to just have the flex shaft that I can just kind of pull over. And we're and keep the Dremel hanging. The one Dremel mm -hmm. that I have two, both corded. 
Uh, I had bought a new one about 10 years ago because I was afraid mine was going to die. The one that I have, I probably have had since 1991 or two. And it's mm. still going and it whines really loud when it's running. But they, I think their quality has kind of maybe gone down like a lot of things have. Yeah, I, well, since and I then. Think I just threw it out. If you watch Dave's video, of course, I bought the same exact one. Understand, I was a fanboy. So anything Dave had, I bought. Okay. <laughs> but it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Well, I bought that Dremel, and one day I was using it out in the garage, and I dropped it, and I killed it. I mean, I dropped it right on the the bit, and everything just, you know, so it's it's trash. I took it, took it apart, and it's like, it's not worth fixing, so I bought a new one. Yeah. Um, I think to start out with, you can get by in a cordless. Yeah. If you're just doing minimal stuff, if you're big into building good bases and dioramas, you might want to pick up something else like you said something else with like big red which there really isn't that problem anymore you're not grinding off half inch thick resin pores and no no yeah so you don't have that kind of problem anymore so i think yeah you maybe you could just get away with a cordless one these days like i say the lithium ions hold a long charge so yeah it's not yeah it's very different from when they first came out so yeah i think i think everyone needs a dremel tool as part of it. it it comes in handy all the time it's one of those first things you should buy um, along the same lines as a tool, I think you should buy instantly is a hairdryer. It helps dry paint. It's that simple. Uh, sometimes you're kind of working and you just want to quickly have something dry and not wait for it. Hairdryer. Now, the one that I use, I have two. The one that you use. <laughs> I have this one that's hooked under my desk and I'm going to re be replacing this one. I've had this one since I'm not joking. 1993. All right. And it's covered in paint. I love it. It, you, I, and his I mom we, is still looking for it too, by the way. <laughs> no, I bought this on my own for painting. And that's why I like this one. It's from Revlon mm-hmm. and I'm hoping they still make it. They so don't. let me talk about my hairdryer for a second. It's of course I have some gaff tape holding this metal. Again, I'm kind of orky. I make everything. So it just works when it breaks. Uh, there was a rubber hook on here that broke off. So I just a piece of uh, sculpting wire to <laughs> make a new hook. But, the good thing, I, the thing I like about this is that it's small. It's not like a big hairdryer that, because that I have over there for the 3D print to soften up stuff. But this is just quick, can fit under my desk. And I'm going to try and look for another one because this one's starting to get, if I run it for a long time, it overheats. And then when I switch it off, it won't turn back on until I blow in it to cool it down. And I'll hear a little click. And then I can know I can turn it back on. Have you taken and blown any like air in there and like, so it's the vent is starting to get, I've had to clean the vent a couple times, uh, but that's starting to wear away and rust away. So it is time for another one. And I'm hoping I can find another tiny little hair dryer like this again. I make but, a lot of small hair dryers. Now. They're like 10 bucks. All right. I'm getting another one, but this I think is a must either for drying things up real quickly or even, you know, I was going to say, if you want to get crazy, yeah, you can dry your hair with it, dry your hair with it. but hair dryer. An absolute first must buy for the hobby. CA glue. Two things you have to buy. Glue and kicker. I, I I don't know how long I went without owning a bottle of kicker and was like, what the heck, man? This sucks. <laughs> but kicker, if you don't, if you're just starting this out, you're a 3D printing guy and you're like, man, how can I make this glue fast? Get a thing of kicker. So kicker will instantly cure mm-hmm. your glue. Uh, as far as C, CA glue brands go, there's nothing really like 
that stands out to me. I think you, you can't go wrong with get the yourself some stuff. acetone and some fingernail polish remover because <laughs> inevitably you're going to get it on your hands and that's yep. the best thing to get it off your hands. Yep. Okay. There used to be debond. There's a specific, you can buy debonder. Uh, and I have some of that too, just in case, because you know me, I screw everything up. The Gorilla Glue works fine. Loctite works fine. The little tubes of crazy glue aren't what you want. I use, you can, there's different thicknesses you can buy based on what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. If you're doing uh, plastic models, you do not want to use super glue. You're going to want to use plastic welder or, or specific model glue because it's different. Super glue is not for that stuff. You want the plastic welder that actually melts the two pieces together and it'll help you hide your seams a lot better. So super glue is not for plastic. There, there were some early polar lights kits that plastic glue did not work on and you really? had to use. Yeah. That's crazy. It's Trevor, crazy. chime in on the comments. You, you know more about it than I do. But okay. Yeah. So glue kicker. Uh, I find that that epoxy too. five minute epoxy. Yeah. Five minute epoxy. Yep. Five minute epoxy. Um, I have found though, that that hobby store brand glue, you know, that they all kind of rebrand and put their sticker on. It's good glue, but those nozzles clog up really quick. So, Buy a, a pack of extra nozzles to put on your bottle. You'll save some some glue at that point. Also, if you refrigerate your glue, it lasts longer. Really? Yes. Didn't know that. I know. My wife went in one day and said, why is all this glue in my... <laughs> Anyhow, I'm not building anything anyway, but I'm buying glue every time I go. <laughs> That's awesome. Exacto knife. Everybody needs an exacto knife. Scott. Show the one you just bought. You still haven't taken out of the package. <laughs> Everyone needs an X-Acto knife. So there's plenty the of them one out there. That... And I still don't believe that blade's better. Spike. Uh, this Where's is the this? one for Monument Hobbies. Get a yeah, now I'm a firm believer in X-Acto brand. Yeah. But that's so just me. Everyone needs an X-Acto knife. Uh, eye protection? Yes, but I never wear it. <laughs> it's nice, but... Yeah, I, you know when I spent. Well, I will tell you this: if you're grinding with your Dremel tool, wear something over your eyes, please. I've had yep. some close calls. Otherwise, they'll be taking a Dremel to your eye, which I've had that too. So, <laughs> oh no, care to oh, share? Yeah. Uh, a piece of metal got my eye at work, and um, your eye heals very fast. Yeah, isn't it weird? But by the time I got to the eye doctor, my eye had started to heal over it, so he numbs it. You know, and he says, yeah, I got to get that piece of metal out. Wait, how did he numb it? Num, 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 num. No, that's did a he, joke. Anyway. Uh, did he stick a needle in your eye? No, his uh, spray or whatever oh. or drop numbs it. So, but the hard thing is holding your eye open. Okay. Because you know he's in there and you ah. hear this thing. You hear this thing. And he just really gently goes in until he gets that piece of metal out. Okay, because it's right on the surface, you know. And I've had it done twice. And the first time must have been worse because the first time the guy says to me, he says, okay, um, I'm going to give you a prescription for pain meds. And I'm like, I, I feel fine. And man, by the time I got home, <laughs> my whole eye socket hurt. I'm like, and my girlfriend at the time, go get this. <laughs> Go get this now. <laughs> but again, the, the beauty of your eye is it heals quick. So, um, yeah. Hey, going back to soup, what's your worst super glue accident? 
did we talk about we've talked about this before yeah i i think I, I had some super glue that wasn't coming out i was holding it and i had a shirt on similar to this and i was squeezing it wouldn't come on up squeezing it all of a sudden it busted loose it shot right up my arm okay <laughs> and so i immediately took the shirt to get as much of it off as i could i pulled the shirt off but now i've got all this glue on my arm drying okay and it's burning. I mean, super glue does burn. And um, so I've got this big splash of super glue in. And this is before I knew about acetone. And I actually took sandpaper and sanded it off my arm gently um, to get it off. So, yeah, it's be careful. Uh, my my friend Tom, who some of some people might know from way back in the day, came with came with me to Wonderfest a couple of times. He has the worst super glue accident i ever remember he had a face hugger ring like from aliens so he had one of those giant metal rings and it was a face hugger that kind of wrapped around his finger and like the tail went mm-hmm. like around and he had he was wearing it and he had a bottle of super glue like kind of explode in his hand and it glued this ring all the way down his finger he had to sit there for hours with debonder and acetone trying to peel this ring off his finger and it was like terrible um i'm gonna go back to other kinds of glue for a second Hot glue gun I, I, is, I think, necessary when it comes to like bu- base building and that sort of thing. Um, also, gluing foam together. I've, someone I, on a YouTube channel recommended this, and it's this um, Gorilla Heavy Duty uh, construction adhesive. That This works really well on foam, and I really like, like pink foam if you're trying to build up a base or something. This is, I think, I wish it came in like a smaller tube somehow. Um, so you didn't have to use the big caulking gun. Like if they had like a squeeze bottle of this or something that you could, but that's great stuff. Hot glue. I use one of these. It's kind of like these industrial strength kind of sure bonder ones with the extra strength glue. Those little, like little ones aren't very good. Respirator. I, if you're spraying a lot. Yes. If you're sanding. Yes. I'm really bad at wearing it. I think I'm past the point where I'm probably going to be doomed anyway. Um, but a respirator for particles and dust and paint. Fumes Won't do you any good now anyway. Why? With the beard. I know. It kind of works. It kind of works. I it, it makes a good enough seal, but it keeps the dust out. So a respirator, that's one of those, especially if you're doing a lot of spray cans or airbrushing mask. Um, Silly putty and Play-Doh is one of those things I've picked up along the way uh, for masking. Liquid mask is great for some things, but if you need a quick, cheap, easy thing to mask some paint while you're painting another area, Silly Putty and Play-Doh are a great way to uh, do that. And also, Tamaya makes a good masking uh, tape. Yeah, they do. They're, so you, you can still use masking tape. A lot of people do use it. So. I got this. Yep. Like, uh, it's, they also make some good pinstriping. Uh, as well cups and when i mean cups <laughs> i mean like these like little just plastic cups are a great just have them so you have a little mix you can throw it away and if you don't want to buy them go to culver's and steal five at a time when you're getting ketchup inside if they still do that do they still have the ketchup cups i don't know i never go inside to eat unless i'm with you popsicle sticks popsicle sticks Okay, always good for mixing stuff. Always good for mixing stuff. Um, I'll go along. Let's see what's on your list if I guess it. 
um, some kind of uh, you can't get them anymore. So I used to say baby food jars um, for mixing paint in and stuff were awesome. Um, I don't know what they make now, but um, yep. Oh, yeah, that's I why I like my studio small. I can reach everything kind of where I'm at. Yeah. But yeah, baby food jars are great, but man, they're hard to come by these days. Oh, and I used to get a bunch of them because I worked with a lot of, I was at an age where I worked with a lot of guys that were having kids. Well, I had worked with all the women that were te- you know, teaching yeah. that were getting pregnant and they're like, I'm like, yeah, give me your jars. Give me your jars. So every once in a while, somebody hand me one that like weren't clean. I had to go home and clean them. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you couldn't give me a courtesy rinse? But <laughs> courtesy um, rinse. And they, they make other things at Seal now. I mean, they, you know, they do make jars, but they're more expensive. Baby food jars were nice because they were cheap. And, uh, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good way to mix paint. Uh, toothpicks? Toothpicks are, yes. And I saw you had cotton swabs in there, too. That's always a good. Yeah, uh, cotton swabs. Cotton swabs, toothpicks. Um, a, a little hobby tip I think I've gotten before. When you're done with your putty that you're about to throw away, Make a bunch of little spheres and use them as paint agitators and throw them in your paint to help shake them up. Uh, these kind of brushes, I forgot, like these are great for just garbage stuff. too. So, yeah, anything that you get at home for mixing paint, if your kids eat pudding and they come in those plastic things, I've got a fucking thing full of those. And- Chinese food has Chinese food has makes great plastic containers that I use yeah, all the I time mean- for stuff. So it's save your containers, (laughs) be a hoarder. Well, I guess we'll get into the kind of hard part. Uh, Paint. Paint is subjective. You ask one person, it's going to be a different answer every time. Like some people like primer with that too. Yeah. Primer. primer. Um, There are, if you think back to when this started, paint options were few and far between. You were kind of stuck with your typical hobby paint. Probably Vallejo back then, but no one did that. You were stuck Poly-S. with Poly S, um, Tester's paint. These days, it's kind of like a paint renaissance. There are so many paint brands out there. You really can't go wrong with anything at this point. It, it depends on what you're doing and what you like and how you like to paint. There's things that are speed paint. There's things that are washes. There's just plain old brush paint. There's airbrush paint. I would say just the best way. And this is kind of how I did it going through is start to build your paint collection slowly. I know a lot of people have just, sometimes it's easier to just go buy the whole set. What I like, what I usually ended up doing was whatever kit I'm working on, I go buy the colors I need and you're slowly building up your collection that way. And it'll save you some money in the beginning and help you kind of find paints that you like instead of spending, dropping $400 on a paint system or paints that you might not like the quality or the consistency of. Test them out with each model you buy and go that way. Washes, I think for me, it's washes, washes, washes. Get a ton of different kinds of washes. And you can make washes too, but sometimes the the ready made are better. But paint, there's tons of options. I really don't want to make this a paint conversation. So it's, it's, I can't believe how different, even in the last 10 years, the difference it is when it comes to paint and your options. And that brings me to an airbrush. We've talked about it before. I think everyone should have an airbrush. I'm not saying it's necessary. I rarely use it these days. I have two and both of mine are Iwatas. 
There's tons of airbrush, air, airbrush, airbrush options these days as well. Um, find something that, I mean, you're willing to spend the money on. I do recommend getting a compressor though. And that's, I mean, that's probably going to be your most expensive purchase is your compressor and your airbrush when it comes to all of this. And I'll say you do want a dual action airbrush. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's different styles. There's different, there's a hundred different opinions out there. Iwata makes a good product. Uh, H and S H S, um, Badger. I mean, I've got a Badger 150 that is like a, you know. Yeah. I will. When it comes to the brush itself, get one that has the paint cup on top instead of the big giant jar below the top feeding kind, because you end up originally my Badger that I had had the, the jar, the glass jar attachment. You waste so much paint that way. If, unless you have jars that you're using constantly, like if you're mass producing stuff, that's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. But if you're just doing this for yourself, hobby, I, I highly recommend just getting one with the top. See, now, what I didn't like about those. Not siphon feed. Is um, <laughs> if you turned it or something, you're spilling paint all over That's the place. true. It does. I have had that and happen. Now you can get, Iwata makes one with a lid. You can do, yeah, there's lids that come with yeah, it. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, it's, there's there's ways around it, but. It's, I highly recommend again pros and cons. You yeah. know, look at them, see what you'll like. Unless you're like, if you're doing big things, Hobby or uh, uh, Harbor Freight sells like the airbrush guns that you can get the bottle that attach. Like, if you have to do something really big, like a base or something, that might be the way to go on a compressor outside. But when it comes to airbrush and ventilation, speaking from me, get some ventilation. Don't breathe that stuff. It's bad for you. And I, I go back thinking how much damage I've probably done to myself. Because I have been doing this since I was really young. And a lot of the guys probably didn't pick this up with airbrushes and stuff they were until they were older. And I was doing this in high school. And I was spraying cadmium red without a, ma- without a mask. And that's, I didn't read the label. And I'm probably going to die because of it one day. Write the date down that I said that. Because uh, he's not a hypochondriac at all watch what it happened all right so airbrush uh, and, and i agree don't get the canned air don't don't don't, don't cheap out don't cheap out on that because no. i did at first that's you when can i get first cheaper yes. compressors too you, you know you, you can, can buy the 500 i want to we have talked about that on the show as well i yeah. i started out cheap when i because i was in high school like i was trying to piece this together this hobby together and i was buying the canned air some people going i know was it matt used to get fill out the co2 tank or, yeah, or I think so. I did. Yeah. yeah. So there's ways to do it if you don't want to get a compressor, but I highly recommend a compressor that has a tank on it that has the automatic shutoff that only runs when you're spraying. Uh, and get familiar it- with your airbrush, especially how to take it apart and put it together because without bending the tips. Yes. And get this stuff Super Lube to help have your uh, airbrush run really well. It's from Iwata or no, from Medea. And get some good cleaner. The Medea, uh, Medea airbrush cleaner. This stuff works great for cleaning out your brush. And then I'll use straight alcohol sometimes. But depending on what paint you're using, it might chunk up your paint and, clog, and gum it up a little more. Airbrushes are hard. <laughs> they're, they, they're frustrating. But it's something you probably should have like down the road when you're first getting started. Um, I think my second to last thing is a wet palette. Changed my life. And I've, met, I've said this, I don't know how many times on this show, I think everyone needs one. 
go get a wet pallet or make one. Always use a wet pallet instead of just the plain plastic kind of pallet. And there's, you can go back and watch other episodes or some of my reviews on those. Um, I think the most important thing, what do you think it is, Scott? We haven't talked about it. It's something that most people don't think about. There's no grade for this. I, <laughs> the, the obligatory uh, cutting pad that you have to have. To no, work at. no, but that's nice. Lighting. Oh, yeah, lighting. Yeah. Lighting is the absolute most important thing. Depending on where you're going, especially if you're like taking your your stuff to go to into a contest or something, you want all kinds of light. So aim for something that has daylight bulbs. I highly recommend an Otlight, the brand name Otlight. There's other companies now they have that are making bulbs too. Yeah, you they can get hot bulbs for regular things um, yeah. that try to mimic daylight as best as it can. Um, there are a lot of really cool options now for lights. I saw some Kickstarters coming out for hobby lights. If you just Google hobby light, there's some stuff that'll come out. There's some lights now that are like an arc light that goes over your whole desk in an arc to try and eliminate shadows. That's why I have I have two lights, one here and one here, and then I kind of have them all over to kind of help with lighting. I, it, it goes coming from someone who used to paint in college in my uh, my college apartment. I was painting in a kitchen. I had a tiny little table in a kitchen while I was away at college, and I was painting. It was god awful, and I was painting by a window, and it just it didn't feel right. So I think a good light is the best starting point to make things feel like your space, and then you can build out from there. A, a good desk helps, um, and for me, like I said. Some guys, when we were looking at some on the on Jamie's new site on 3D prints and garage kits, people are posting their benches and stuff, and people have all this space. I'm one of those people that I want space, but I want to be able to sit and reach and grab from where I am without having to get up. So I have a painting bench now, and I have a building bench over there, and space is a big issue. If you have it, great. If you don't, make, you know... If you're in Japan, you have these tiny little spaces that people work in, and it's great to see that kind of stuff. But um, I, that goes down my list of stuff for for just simple building and painting garage kits and 3D prints. So that's our list of what we think you know you kind of need to get into building and painting garage kits and building and painting your prints. We'll probably do another episode. We did it a little bit before of what you need to do to get into 3D printing. But I think that's a basic rundown of the things that we kind of have found throughout the years that work for us. If you have any recommendations or tips, put them down below and we'll go from there. Moving on. I hope that wasn't boring. I hope it kind of helped. There's things that I've learned along the way and I want to pass that along. And, and that's kind of what this show's about. Uh, if you have any questions, never hesitate to ask over on the Discord or, or us. And at any point, we'll answer that question. Or if you have a recommendation, like I said, we, I love trying new things and new, new tools and new techniques. Yeah, we'll see how long it takes you to use any eraser. I'll get, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to try it because these things are expensive. And if I can keep cleaning them out, I, pff, heck yeah. I mean, eventually you're going to wear the grid off, but all right. E voicemails, emails and corrections. Uh, the voicemail number, which you know what? I didn't even check to see if we have any 708-816-4299. If you want to leave us a voicemail, that's where you do it. 708-816-4299. CG, I miss your voice. Please call. Quick Email. interruption. We have an update from Vlad Petnicki and his Kong kit, and he sent it in. Quick little video I wanted to share with everybody. I recorded this a couple days earlier than the episode because I tend to forget things when they come in before the episode uh, that early. 
and uh, I wanted to make sure I got it in there. So here it is. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Crazy Kitbashers Corner. And uh, speaking of kitbashers, let me first give a shout out to uh, old Joe, a.k.a. Barad Dur over on the clubhouse. You know, he's up in Virginia. Why, he's the only kitbasher that I personally know who's crazier than me. And you ought to see some of his giant dragons and demon kitbashers. <laughs> I bet you'd like to see him. But you got to join the clubhouse to see him. So join the clubhouse tonight. Right, Jason? Well, folks, the reason I called you here today, remember the King Kong bash on the Empire State Building that I unveiled here about a month ago, right on MCTV? Well, funny thing happened. You know, after the lights were turned off, I started noticing that every time I went by it, there was something that bothered me. It was just not tall enough. And since I was gonna see it 50 times a day every, in my house every day, I knew I had to do something about it. So I got a eight inch PVC pipe addition I stitched it together to the original. I added a little stuff to make it grow and a little water. And after a month of that, guess what happened? It grew. <laughs> well, as you can see, I added a third row of colored light paints. And then I added some, uh, some designer flourishes down here, which just happened to go along very nicely with the round base. Pure accident, I assure you. <laughs> well, that's it. I just wanted to show it to you. So now I'm happy and I can drop the mic on it. And also, I wanted to encourage you, you know, when you finish a build or a bash or something, and sometimes you look at it and you think, well, I wish I would have done something a little different. Well, don't be afraid to go back to the shop and, and redo it because persistence pays off. And after all, it was one of our most underrated presidents, Calvin Coolidge, who famously said that the most powerful force on the earth is the power of persistence. And he was right. So uh, it was nice seeing you and back to Scott and Jason, or Brian, or... Please call. Emails. I got one, and there's an email I think I lost. We talked about the Grail Mails last episode. I really want to do that, and I think someone left a comment in the comments we lost from the last video, and, or an email that I can't find. So again, if you want to do the Grail Mails, send it to me at modelclubtv at gmail.com and put in there Grail Mail in the subject matter so that I can kind of find it right away and separate it out, and we'll, we'll start doing that. So Grail Mails, if you're looking for a kit, Send it to us, and we'll, we'll do Grail Mail here at the end. Uh, we do have an email from Chuck Homoka, and it's got some stuff that I want to throw in there as well, and I kind of kept it out of the new uh, section so that we could put it here. Hey, guys, been enjoying your show and wanted to say great job. I don't think he's been watching this. Jason, recently I purchased a number of amazing figure modeler magazines when they were on sale. Finally came to an issue that highlighted your build on the Barbarella figure. What a great job you did. It showed what a multi-talented individual you are. I look forward to seeing more of your buildups in the future issues of AFM. Maybe we can get Scott to do an article for them. Also, he is a wealth of information. Take care and Chuck. And then he sent up, uh, there's some other kits that came along. And one of them is Chuck sent in uh, pictures of some kits that are coming from Monsters in Motion. I think you can get them anywhere. One of them is a redo of the Aurora Silver Knight. 
redo redo uh re-release of the aurora silver knight what is this scott look in the folder re-release of the aurora silver knight i guess talk yeah. about it and then wyatt or you see him yes oh i don't know i don't see him but the terrible kids not the knight the white herp is a terrible kid why is the white herp a terrible kid do an ebay do a search just look at it okay yeah and then the silver knight i think cg blade picked this up and sent me pictures of that too and the other one is a ship from ultraman so some cool stuff out there thanks chuck and thank you for the kind words i do next i have not been in afm in a couple issues now and it's just been time issues more than anything but there are a few out there in those back issues. Anyway, that's the show, Scott. That's it. That's already. Already. All right. Hopefully I didn't say anything that we got to edit out. We'll be okay. Okay. All right. We'll see everybody next episode. Next episode. There's going to be a next episode. Okay. Goodbye. We're done. What? By the time you get done editing this. What, am I supposed to say goodbye or something? Say goodbye, Scott. <laughs>